Hello, Lake fans. Welcome to another episode of the Late Late Show podcast on the Big Heads Podcast Network. I'm your host, Matt, from Lakers Fan Club UK, covering your Los Angeles Lakers from the United Kingdom via Paris. Um, it's just me here for this episode, as it is Christmas. I will keep it relatively short. Uh, before we get started, apologies for the lack of episodes lately. The last one was the South Bay Lakers interview with Misha Cavier. That was about one and a half weeks ago. Obviously, with it being the Christmas period, I've also come back home as well. So I actually am in the United Kingdom. So it's not via Paris for this episode. It's just been hectic, as I'm sure it has for all of you as well. Um, whether you're traveling home, whether you're just getting presents ready for your loved ones, whether you're hosting um, Christmas, whatever it may be, it is just a mad period. And it also has hit me too. And it's also meant that I have been a little bit, um, you know, there's been a lack of production over on, on, on my Twitter page too. I have kept it relatively up to date and things like that, but I do apologize for that. I do apologize for the lack of podcast episodes. And after Christmas, I will definitely get back into it. So we'll just jump straight in. It's going to be relatively short. But to start, obviously, it's been a while since we last discussed some Laker games. But the Lakers did hit a grueling road trip recently, a five-game road trip. Uh, three games in, all was looking very good. Uh, the Lakers had just picked up their seventh win in a row after a back-to-back in Miami, then Atlanta. The team was sitting at a healthy 24-3 and record. But since then, the Lakers have lost three in a row. That was against Indiana, Milwaukee and Denver. All very, very solid teams. As a result, obviously, the team are now facing the critics head on. It's not for the first time this season, but this team were going to face adversity and now they're facing it. So I'll skim through the losses. Obviously, not going to go in depth with them. We're just going to review them very, very quickly. The first loss was against Pacers in Indiana. Uh, that snapped the Lakers' 14-game um, win streak on the road, which was actually the second in well, the second longest in franchise history. I believe it was actually two off the record. Um, so an incredible run of games there. Um, Anthony Davis didn't feature in in this one, and Indiana rallied late to snatch the game 105-102. It was very close. LeBron had 20 points, 9 rebounds and 9 assists, whilst Dwight Howard stepped up big with 20 points, 6 rebounds and 2 blocks. Very impressive there. Moving on to the next one, AD did return in Milwaukee. Um, so the Lakers were healthy from their star, from a star standpoint. They had AD, they had LeBron and AD went on to drop 36 points. He also had 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal and 3 blocks. So he very much stuff the stat sheet like we expect uh well not like we expect like we just grow accustomed to really it's just what he does um lebron had a 21 point triple double but unfortunately it wasn't enough to beat the bucks in milwaukee who at the time had the best record in the nba tied with the lakers it was it was a high quality game as expected but when you're giving up 65 points at the half being down by 20 at the half you're giving yourself a mountain to climb and even though the Lakers did rally it was in the third and then late on in the game Giannis Antetokounmpo had some foul trouble it just wasn't enough they'd already dug themselves too deep to really get out but it was frustrating really because obviously Giannis had a career high night from three hitting hitting five 
Um, of course that happened. Very frustrating because obviously he has improved from three this season. And, you know, before that he had like pretty much non-existent three-point game. But the fact that he hit five and was all of a sudden prolific for the three against the Lakers, was, it was quite laughable at the time. It just made him absolutely unstoppable. But the main story of the game was the Lakers bench putting up just four points. That that can't happen. A lot has been said throughout the season in terms of the depth of the Lakers, that another piece at least is needed, especially in the wing position. This did kind of solidify their murmurs, so to speak. You know, them little bits of rumours and reports that have been going around, you know, a championship team needs a productive bench and they just can't be putting up four points. Obviously, it is a regular season and things like that, but it just doesn't really set a good precedent moving forward, does it? Obviously, it's the first time that's happened this season, but it can't really happen at all. Um, not all of them players can be going cold at once. You know, surely two players must be stepping up there to score more than four points a game. That was very disappointing. Um, but Milwaukee, there's no shame in losing to them. They're a fantastic team. Could potentially be a finals matchup against the Lakers or, or whoever out of the West makes it there. Hopefully the Lakers. Um, no shame there at all. Um, but the Lakers gave it a good go. It was just more the fashion in the middle, in the first half, how, how bad they played. Um, but oh well, we, we move on. And the most recent game and loss was the Nuggets at home. There's not much to say about that one as it was a blowout. Uh, LeBron was out missing the um, missing his first game of the season. And even though Kyle Kuzma returned, the Lakers did pick up their third loss in a row. Kyle Kuzma returned after five games out. He did drop 16, which, which was really nice. Um, but Denver were very much in control there and they very much had the win locked up quite early on in that one and it was quite clear that it was going to be a blowout game and it was just kind of one that was shoved to one side. Um, I didn't mention the score of the Bucks game but the score ended up being a 111-104. Sounded a little bit closer than it was but the Lakers did rally late on uh, but the Bucks held them off. And the final score of the Nuggets uh, blowout win over the Lakers was 128-104. to Again, that's that's pretty much it. The Lakers currently sit with a 24-6 record. That's pretty much it in terms of game roundups. I don't really want to get into it. I unfortunately don't really have the time to. Um, but that's currently a roundup of where we sit at the moment and kind of explains why we sit at a 24-6 record. Um, obviously, it's, it's gutting to lose three in a row. Um there's, it's tricky really because obviously you're, we've lost three in a row and that's never nice, but the wins were recorded early on to ensure that even with this happening, that the record's still intact. So at the moment, the Lakers still sit top of the Western Conference 2.5 games clear of the Nuggets in second. And it, obviously it was the Clippers that were second for large parts of this season so far, but they've gone and lost a few and, even though the Lakers were ahead four games at one point, um, it's now 2.5, so they've still got a little bit of um, a cushion there. And this team were always going to hit adversity, and this is it. This is it happening right now. 
they need to regroup and just get back to winning ways. Obviously, it's the big Christmas Day game against the Clippers coming up. And then there's quite a uh, rough schedule after that. They face the Trailblazers and they, they uh, face uh, Dallas. That's going into the new year. So there's some tough games. They really need to get back into it. And like I said, they need to regroup. Injuries are occurring now. That's clear. And it's going to happen throughout an 82-game season. Role players must learn to step up in the absence of important players. Not necessarily expecting role players like Kuzma to step up and score the 30 points that Anthony Davis might not be... Well, what the, the team might not be getting um, in the absence of Anthony Davis. But, you know, if, the, if he's dropping down 15 and then someone else is dropping down 10 and you know, someone else is dropping down 10 or, or whatever, they, they can produce as a as a unit and and kind of make up for that. Um, so it's going to be very interesting moving forward in them three games. Um, I think we're capable of beating any of them teams. Uh, apart from the Denver game, these losses were very close. And uh, obviously the um, Milwaukee game was the only one that they were actually fully, well, not fully healthy because Kuz didn't play, but where they had LeBron and AD, obviously... Um, against uh, the Pacers it was. Anthony Davis didn't feature. Against Denver, LeBron didn't feature. They're both questionable for the Christmas Day game as well. Um, but the depth of this team is going to be um, very important moving forward. And um, obviously we're in trade season as well, which is quite interesting. So we're going to come into that shortly. But before we do, I just wanted to um, go over that Gary Payton II. Um, he's had an incredible season so far um, for the South Bay Lakers in the G League and he's finally got his NBA opportunity um, well deserved very happy for him um, he returns to the Washington Wizards who he played for previously I actually wrote an article a few weeks ago about his start to the G League season and that another NBA opportunity could present itself and here it is it's actually happened so um, applause to him thoroughly deserved and um, I hope he goes on and makes a, uh, an impact in, uh, for the Wizards at 27 years old. Obviously, these opportunities aren't going to come that often now for him. It might very, may very much be the last opportunity or couple of opportunities. Um, he is very talented. Like I said, he's been doing fantastic in the G League this season for, um, for South Bay. Um, so, you know, he's very much deserved that opportunity and hopefully he can step up and make make an impact and he did actually feature in the Washington Wizards game last night and actually put up quite an impressive stat line of 10 points 11 rebounds five assists and six steals um very impressive there for him also whilst we're on the topic of the Wizards um it's not directly Lakers related but apparently the Wizards are close to signing former Laker Jonathan Williams um he most recently played for uh, Maccabee Rishon, I believe you say it, in Israel. Um, that means that the Wizards now have five ex-young Lakers on their roster. Isaac Bonga, Mo Wagner, who obviously moved over in the um, AD trade. Thomas Bryant's obviously there. Gary Payton II and now Jonathan Williams. Um, Isaiah Thomas is there as well, but obviously he doesn't fit the young Laker mould. But, you know, might as well rename them the Washington Lakers now. Um, but... Also as well, ex-Laker Jordan Clarkson was traded to the Utah Jazz last night from the Cleveland Cavaliers. This was in exchange for Dante Exum and two second-round picks. 
obviously with it being the next Laker, Jordan Clarkson, a few people have had their eyes on it, but Utah made a few moves yesterday to accommodate, you know, the incomings that they had. And they waived wing Jeff Green. And this has been something where a few Laker fans have been casting their eye over the situation. He wouldn't be top of the list, but could be an option for the Lakers who are in dire need of wing production. Well, bench production at the moment. Um, they, they they could go for something like that if they want to. No pieces have to be traded. Um you know, if it doesn't work out, Green can just be cut at a later date. It's kind of low risk. Uh, I know Green hasn't really been doing that well in Utah, but it's kind of been a bit of a blip. Maybe it was the fit there, like some people are saying is with Kuzma at the moment, but he has been injured. But if Green could, you know, produce, he is a reliable-ish three-point shooter throughout his career. Obviously, he's, he's, um, he's located out on the wing as well, and we're in much need of of a wing. Uh, very much kind of can be like a 3 and D type player, very tough, very rough, can defend. So it could be an option, and it wouldn't surprise me if the Lakers did make a move there. Obviously, we're in silly season at the moment with it being, you know, the trade deadline in February. So there's going to be a lot of these coming up, but that is kind of something that's going on at the moment where the Lakers could be casting their eye over the situation. Um. Obviously, to with that green situation, a current Laker would have to be waived to accommodate it. Players like Quinko, Troy Daniels could fit the bill there. Both have been relatively disappointing. Um, I think Daniels has been much more productive, well, not much more, but has been produ- more productive than Cook. But it wouldn't really surprise me if one of them got shipped off. And I don't think it really bothered me, to be honest with you. Probably be Cook, more likely. Uh, Daniels can at least, is capable of hitting a three or two um, in a game. But like I said, it's trade season now, so plenty of rumours will circulate. I've seen a lot of them already. I don't really want to go through the majority of them because I don't think there's much um, solidarity there. I think it's just rumours, people spreading wild scenarios. But we'll wait and see. Um Carl Kuzma will be undoubtedly top of these rumours as well. Many people see him as an awkward fit in the roster. And apparently those views are seen by the front office too, according to according to numerous reports. So let's see what happens there. Obviously, it's, I feel a bit um, unfortunate for Kuzma. Um, he's been injured a lot. We haven't really seen him in full flow. And, um, you know, it doesn't really look like he fits, does he? But I'd like to see him being given a little bit more time. But it also wouldn't surprise me if the Lakers front office pull the plug um, as the Lakers are pursuing a championship this season. But to round up, uh, the Lakers take on the Clippers on Christmas Day, uh, which is tomorrow at the time of recording this. Uh, it's highly anticipated matchup, obviously. Battle of LA. Both LeBron James and Anthony Davis are questionable for the game. However, I did see a tweet by Dave McMenamin of ESPN that reported that LeBron could feature, um, that apparently his team is very um, confident that, that he should be starting in that game. Um. I mean, personally, if they both need to sit out, then so be it. That's my personal opinion. I think the long-term vision of the season is much more important than one regular season game. Taking a loss to the Clippers is never nice, but what happens at the end of the season come playoff time is is all that matters. Plus, if one of the stars sit and the supporting cast stands up and produces, we're a more than capable unit of taking the win and rallying and, and, and you know, 
seeing where the game goes. But let's just see what happens. I'll be watching for sure. I love the Christmas Day games. I watched the one last year against Golden State and I was pumped in the early hours of the morning. I Obviously, it's a little bit earlier um, this year for, for us folk in the United Kingdom. Uh, I'm just quickly looking now, but I believe it's at 1am. So yes, it's at, it's at 1am. Um, sorry for the moment of silence there. Uh, it said 2am, but then I looked at the bottom and it said all times are in Central European time, which is now ahead of the UK. So yeah, it's 1pm, so 1am, uh, sorry, I wish it was 1pm. 1am, uh, so it's um, a little bit earlier for us um, in the United Kingdom and it makes it a little bit easier to watch. Um, and that's pretty much it, really. So let's see how we get on against the Clippers. Hopefully we can snap the three-game losing streak and um, get back to winning ways. It was a short one. I promised it would be a short one. I thought it'd be a little bit easier. You're all focusing on Christmas. Um, obviously, the New Year is fast approaching. So, um, you know, you're spending time with your family, friends. Um, the time to listen to podcasts might be a little bit limited. So it's a quick, you know, I believe we're under 20 minutes. Just a bit of a listen to you, to hear my voice again, me to just say hi. I do apologise for the lack of episodes lately, but... I'll jump back on from moving forward. Um, I will do another episode before the new year, so I won't say Happy New Year. So uh, I'll see what I can do with that one. You will hear from me um, again soon within the next week. But thanks for listening to the Late Late Show podcast on the Big Heads Podcast Network. Uh, Merry Christmas. Have a great Christmas day. Spending time with your loved ones. You know, I hope you all have a fantastic time. Go and eat too much food, uh, drink too much, uh, but most importantly, do do stay safe. Um, there will be another episode again before the new year, like I said, so I will speak to you very soon. Uh, let's hope the Lakers can get back to winning ways as well. Um, as always, you can find the show on many podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. Be sure to subscribe on them podcast platforms. Uh, be, be sure to subscribe on your preferred one and give us a follow over on Twitter over at Lakers Fan Club UK. Also check out LakersFanClubUK.com. There's been a very cool article going out that has gone out today uh, from um, one of my contributors, Ash. And he went through the players that the Lakers drafted during the tanking years, uh, which was quite cool. So it, was, it included the likes of like Ryan Kelly, uh, Anthony Brown, you know, kind of where are they now? Where did their careers go? Obviously it included the likes of D'Angelo Russell, Larry Nance, um, and it went up to like Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball. Um, so, you know, very good piece there. So do check that out. It's doing very well for views early on. Um, so, yeah, thanks again for listening, guys. And I will see you next time. Merry Christmas.